0: Hey everyone, Zach here. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending when you're listening to this, and welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. I am pumped to spend some time with you guys here today. Today, I want to talk to you about uh, something that I have been putting together over the past few years mentally, and it's it's been definitely a challenge. I think it's a challenge for a lot of people, and I am definitely not arrived in this area, but I think I have got something that works for me, and hopefully it it can help you in some way, and that is knowing how much to actually work on your business. Um, I want to kind of tell you a little bit about where I came from in this way, where I went, and where I'm at now. So when I first got into network marketing, I, I spent... I was basically taught, you know. As you may know, I was in old school, old school MLM for. I was in it for about eight, no, seven, seven years, I think. But for six of those years, uh, for sure, five and a half. Like I think, around year six, I started to get. I started to question things. But for sure, for five and a half years, I was sold out. Like you could not find a more committed human being to the MLM business I was a part of. Um, you could probably not... I mean, you you probably could have found someone that worked harder, but it would be very hard. Um, it, it would be very, very hard to find someone who worked harder, who put in more hours, who put in more legitimate hours, not like fake hours where you're like reading training books and calling at work. Like putting legitimate hours in of contacting people, calling people, doing meetings, you know, <laughs> doing home parties, doing everything under the sun that you're supposed to do. Um, I calculated at one point I mean I was for sure putting in 40 hours a week outside of my 40 hour a week job um, like not even a question uh, there was also a time uh, in the business where I was putting in about 50 60 hour weeks at my job and then you know adding on an additional minimum 40 hours a week in the in my business um, so I was working very very hard and I worked so hard for two main reasons the first reason was... I just, I'm kind of built to work, you know. Like, uh, it's very, I'm kind of an, ad, kind of an addictive personality, a hyper focus type of personality where I get really fixated on things and I can't let them go. And I noticed this about myself, you know, probably when I was like late teenager years, maybe even earlier. I'm sure my parents noticed before, but that's when I noticed it. Is you know, I, I had a friend, and I wanted to buy a car once. I was really into cars. I still am, but I was really into them. And, um, and I wanted to buy, at the time I wanted to buy a 350Z. I don't know why. No, no, excuse me. I wanted to buy a 300ZX, the twin turbo model. Um, and, uh, and I was, I had like a piece of crap, you know, I had to buy, you know, my own car in high school. Well, my parents, my parents helped me, but I had to put up at least half of the money. And so I was able to buy like a $1,500, you know, Eagle Talon. It's my first car in high school. I bought it when I was 15. And, um, so when I turned 16, I had my car. Actually, I don't think that's true. I think I was 16. doesn't matter. Point is, I remember, um, I remember this gal saying, she said, you know, or I told her I wanted this, this, this 300 ZX. And I was like, I want to get it before I get out of high school. And she's like, well, you'll probably get it. I was like, well, why? She's like, well, you, you get freaking fixated on stuff and you usually get what you want. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I felt like, I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but I'll take it as a compliment. And, um, and uh, she was right. I mean, I ended up flipping cars. Um, uh, again, I, my parents helped pay for uh, uh, for the first car for sure. They actually kicked in a little bit for my 300ZX that I uh, that I ended up buying. But I paid for the, the vast majority of it. And I flipped cars to get the cash to do it. And I felt like kind of a little bit of a sense of accomplishment um, as a 17-year-old kid. And um, uh, that, that, that hyper-focus... Is one of the reasons I worked so hard in that business. Um, The second reason is because the thing that, like the the mindset that was perpetrated through the team that I was a part of, didn't necessarily come from me. Although I definitely didn't help this by any means, just based on what I've just told you about my kind of super focused personality. Um, The mindset that came down from the team was. It doesn't like it does. You shouldn't be focused on how little you can do with in getting results. You should be focused on how much you can do. That was, I mean, that was literally the words that came out of a lot of my upline's mouths. And, um, and, you know, I, I, I think I've, if you've listened to any of these previous episodes before, you know that I have major respect for the team that I was a part of as far as their, um, leadership ability and their personal growth and how they help me on my spiritual walk. Like I have major respect for them for sure. Um, but there are some things, there are quite a few things in, in from building a business perspective that I have a very strong opposition against. Um, this is one of those things where, you know, if you're trying to, I don't know, be a volunteer, maybe doing as much as you can possibly do is a good move. In business, it's not. <laughs> um, you want to do what you 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 want to do. What's going to get you the most results? Even as a volunteer, actually, <laughs> funny. So here's what I kind of did. I went from doing as much as I could possibly do, really not checking results, to uh, I'll save you the story, but I ended up you know getting out of the business and changing kind of the way I did things. Go back to the very first episode of this podcast to kind of hear my story. Um, and ended up you know leaving the business going into a different type of business for myself I went to a marketing agency right started a marketing agency with Ashley and very quickly it became apparent that this is that 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 what i just told you doing as much as you can possibly do is not actually accurate um i read the 4 hour work week which I wasn't trying to have a 4 hour work week but i loved the idea of being effective and leveraging myself And within about, I would say, six months of starting my own agency, I was working. This is when actually we were about to get married. Um, I remember working one morning, lots of times. I just remember one morning in particular. But I was working about two hours a a day. And I was making a full-time income. And contrast that to what I was doing in the business. I mean, I just told you I was working... 40 50 hours a week at a job and then 40 hours a week in my business. And that's what the contrasting part was. Like I was like, "Holy crap, I'm working 2 hours a day and I'm making more than most people do at a full-time job." And I was like, "Holy cow. This is aw- like this is awesome. This is nuts. This is awesome though." And what it ended up turning into is I really started harboring kind of the four hour work week mindset. I never have worked as little as four hours a week by the way I've always had to do a little bit more than that I think at my at my very best I probably did two hours a day six days a week so maybe I have a had I've had a twelve hour work week before um, so that's where it's you know that's kind of where I was, and I brought that mindset with me up until, I mean I've been working on this mindset up and you know for for up until now, um, and I've always I've struggled with this a little bit because my hyper focused nature plus what I was kind of what was bred into me for five and a half years was work 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 work, don't check, like the results of anything, just go nuts right. So I go to the other the other extreme which is only do what you absolutely need to do and leverage everything else. So basically take care of what I what like where I am the most effective. I'm most effective in two areas of our business. Do that and everything else either get rid of, outsource or delegate. And I I agree with that still. I do agree with that. Um there are many studies um for entrepreneurs operating outside of their strength zones and how it can tank them. I don't need any more studies to know that that's true. I've seen it for myself. um You can go into a mental spiral, a downhill spiral if you do the opposite. so I believe that, but there was a piece of this like kind of four work week mindset that I brought in with me that probably should have left um and that is. I like I would get really annoyed if I was like working more than I thought I should and I didn't really have a measurable I didn't have a measurable definition for that like it, it was kind of just a feeling like ah this is like like this is a this is a really long series of days that I've just put in to work and like number one I mean this is going to sound egotistical I'm not I'm just not being that way I'm just telling you the way what's going through my head number 1 like I'm smarter than that I shouldn't need to be forced into this because I can figure out a way to get out of it right which is in some it's in some ways a constructive thought in some ways it's not and I kind of got to the point where work was annoying me and I was like almost I was almost pissed that I was having to work because I don't know why I'm just I'm smarter than this you know I should be able to figure this out I should I should be able to just autopilot everything and um, especially when we're talking about like doing things leveraged and automated and stuff in mlm marbles I'm like you know I'm like almost almost taking it to this like extreme extreme where if it's not completely automated and someone is you know and and, and like I'm, I feel like I'm being bothered with work it's like this big problem and um, and I heard something really recently the other day, and it was uh, it was a guy on a podcast, and he basically said that he he uh, he's like he said work is beautiful. I think it's a gift from God, and that's what he said. And I was like, you know, I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. I agree that work is a gift from God. And then I was like, contrasting that to what I just told you, where my head was at, it's like, oh wow, that those things don't line up like that, that doesn't, that does not make sense. And I knew this is something I needed. I've been, I've been trying to kind of seek out answers on this for a while, by the way, it's, it's, I mean, I was ready for this, uh, for this kind of thing that this guy said. And then I was, I, I, <laughs> um, I was, uh, where I do my best thinking is in the bathroom. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you that, but I just, I just popped out. It's not number. It's not going number two though. Funny. I don't. I don't think in that way. I, I. It's when I'm just going in for a quick, quick tinkle. I. Uh. I. For some reason, I always have good thoughts in there. I think it's probably where. That's like where I come up with all my good ideas. Are going for quick little tinkles. Um. So I'm. I'm doing that. And. Um. And as I. As I'm thinking for those, you know, sh- short amount of minutes or seconds or whatever. Um. As I'm thinking, I'm like. Oh my gosh. Like work is our contribution to the world. It's literally the way that we give to the world. We give to the world with the value that we create. And that's if you have a job, that's if you are in a business, that's in anything. You know, if I'm gardening right now, you know, I'm, I'm walking outside. If I'm gardening, <clears throat> um, that's me giving to Futures Act uh some someone else maybe if i'm going to sell the vegetables that's me giving it's me putting out it's contributing it's adding value to the planet everything else for the most part not everything else but um the other after the other side of that is con- is a uh, is consumption if i'm eating i'm taking I'm, I'm i'm taking the resources on the earth and i started to put this together in my head i was like dude the work that i do in you know, in my case, in Ashley's case, it's MLM Rebels. It's our business. It's uh, it's our it's our MLM team. That's our contribution. That's what we're giving to the world. Now, of course, we you know like to give in other areas as well, but uh, that's for the context of right now. That's that's what we're giving out there. And so I'm thinking, like, why am I trying to limit my contribution? Why am I getting angry when? I am being asked to contribute more. That seems kind of selfish, and not what I want. I was like, "Wow, this is this is a for me. This is a big thing. I mean, I don't know if it's for you, but just kind like of the journey that I've been on through this, like these different mindsets, it's a big thing for me. And so that's been really, really helpful. I don't know if that's helpful for you, but it's really helpful for me to realize that work is a contribution. I mean, if you're in a job right now, I know you don't want to be there, most likely. If you're listening to this podcast, it's very unlikely that you want to be at your job." I know because I've been there. I mean, I worked a job for, I don't know how many years, but um, six or seven. Um, when when I was in a business, nah, I worked before that, of course, but when I was in a business, that's how many years I, I worked for. And like, I fully know what it's like to be going really, really hard at your business, at your dream, and working a job to pay the bills. I, I completely understand. Um, and I know that you probably don't want to be there. But that is your contribution for right now that is part of your contribution and you are contributing to other people by doing what you do even if you're a data inputter a data entry person like you are contributing to the world there are people that you know are benefiting from your work and um I don't know. It's just—it's just nuts. Like when I just think about it that way. So for me, I'm just kind of shifting my mindset um, from where it was to this, and I will never ever release kind of the effectiveness that the Four Hour Work Week put inside me. Um, I will probably release some of the things that the book didn 't try to put inside me, but I almost let it put inside me, which was like literally working four hours a week, which I mean, if you read the book, he definitely talks about working like nothing like no hours a week um, which I think is totally fine you know for a season of your life, but I think even now, I mean the author is i mean from how much stuff he puts out there, I think he 's working a lot more than four hours a week, and i don 't blame him, I think probably because he 's trying to contribute at the highest level um, so there is a there is definitely a large part of that kind of teaching, which I will never release, which is being, being as effective as humanly possible and only doing what produces results. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to waste time doing crap that doesn't produce results. It doesn't make sense to waste time not operating in your strength zone. Um, now I have you know there are things in our business that are not my strengths that have to get done i mean there 's operational things that still i 'm doing, even though I suck at operations i mean i 'm still doing certain operationy things um, honestly there 's probably a few things that i 'm doing that a very you know a very just regular type assistant could be doing that i 'm probably still doing I think most of them i 've got rid of um, delegated or automated, but there are there are things. So I have an 80-20 rule where basically 80% of my time needs to be focused on my strengths. 20% of my time, I can be doing things that are not my strengths. So I will not get rid of that. Um, That's the thing that broke me out of a five and a half, six-year stint of lack of results in six months um, is that mindset. So I won't release that, but I will try to release what I've told you that I need to kind of release, which is thinking that work is something I'm trying to get out of because it's not, you know, there was no, I mean, there's like when someone says, hey, Zach, when do you want to retire? Actually, we've been, we've been talking to uh, some, you know, financial people. It took me forever to find a finance person, like a financial planning type person that is like actually useful. Um, And so we're still kind of (laughs) evaluating that right now with our new one, but uh, he's, it's pretty good. Um, and they're, you know, they're overall, they're pretty good, but, um, crap, I have no idea what I was saying. <laughs> I told you that I was definitely going to go somewhere with it. Um, well, maybe it's another future episode. Cause I, I completely lost my train of thought as to why I brought that up. Um, oh yeah, I remember now. And, and one of the things that he had asked was like, when do you want to like retire? You're talking about like, retiring and you're talking about putting money away and all the, you know, all the stuff that you kind of know those conversations. And in my head, i'm like i I don't actually know like i mean i I do know like i, I we want we want We want the passive income like yesterday that can let us retire. Like, we want the passive income plus the savings plus the assets that can allow us to literally never do anything ever again. We want that today. Like, we want that yesterday. Okay. So, from a finance standpoint, I know exactly what we want. You know, we want all those assets. We want all those cash producing assets right now, immediately, so that we never have to work a day in our life ever again. But when you say retire, when you mean stop contributing, he meant stop working. I mean, when you stop contributing, when do you want to do that? And when I think about that, I'm like, I can't think of a time. Like literally when I'm unable to do anything is when I will stop. And at that point, why live? So I'm like, yeah, it's just crazy, you know, when you think about it that way. And so the thing I will try to adopt is to not think that work is the enemy. Because contribution is not the enemy. It's the goal. It's what I'm after. And I'm not going to be... I don't want to fall into the W4W uh, the w trap, the work for work trap, where you're just busy to stay busy. That's called stupidity. Um, but I will do my very best to stop trying to avoid work in my mind um, or think it's the enemy rather than avoid it. Because um, I haven't avoided it really, but I will do it with a poor attitude sometimes because I think that I'm losing the game. Ah, this stupid this, it's make this thing is making me work and I should be smarter than this thing but I still can't outsmart it to not do any work. Nah, it's a wrong mindset. And so anyway, I just want to share that with you guys. Hopefully that helps in some way. Um And, uh, if it does, you know, fantastic. Leave a, leave a comment down below or leave a review down below. Um, leave a rating and review. That'd be super awesome. And, um, uh, if it doesn't help, then (laughs) sorry, (laughs) but if it does, I'd really appreciate uh, a rating and review. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. It's, it's what, when, when you're, when you're putting content out there, when you're, when you're publishing like this, when you're putting, when you're kind of putting your heart out there on the line, um, some people stomp on it. And so the thing that, Um, makes you keep going is when people say nice things just to be totally honest with you well anyway it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode thanks